work week is tough. Make your day a little brighter with full-length podcast of all our shows and interviews. Available at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. Bob Black back with you. Sports Huddle continues on a Wednesday afternoon, the first official day of summer. Thank you for tuning in. 1061 ESPN. It certainly doesn't look or feel like the first official day of summer, nor does it look or feel like a good day for golf. And yet these young ladies really persevered through this thing today and were able to get nine holes in in the final round of the first annual Women's Open of Virginia here at Independence Golf Club, and that's where we're broadcasting live this afternoon. And really thrilled to welcome one of those golfers who not only played in the event, but helped plan this event. She is Lauren Greenleaf, and she joins us after coming off of that course uh, today. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, have you dried out yet? Yeah, a little bit. Can you hear me okay, Bob? Absolutely. Can hear you fine. Can you hear us okay, more importantly? Yes, I can hear you. I've finally kind of dried off and gotten warm. I'm on my way home uh, from the tournament, but it was definitely a wet and a chilly one out there today. Yeah, give us a little I want to get big picture here, and there are so many positives about this whole thing, but this is obviously the story of today. Uh, what was it like out there? You know, how did you get through the? Is it the worst conditions you've ever played? This has nothing to do with the golf course. We know it's a great, a great golf course, but just the conditions that that you and the other golfers had to deal with today. Yeah, it was a tough day. Um, I teed off for the first time at eight eleven this morning, and it was pretty chilly and windy and rainy, and played. A uh, hole and a half, and then it was very clear that there was water puddling on the greens, and the course is unplayable. Um, so we came in for about three, three and a half hours at that point before we restarted for to get nine holes in. Um, but it was chilly. Um, it was a, the course played tough. A lot of the pins were kind of tucked on the high portions of the green, given kind of the standing water out there. Uh, but it's something that we're all used to playing in. Um, I've been playing competitive golf for over 20 years. So I've kind of played in a little bit of everything. And you just got to be patient out there and kind of get through it. How does your game change? I mean, there must be some things that you've got to do differently with the wet conditions. Are there? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. So one, just your equipment. So having kind of the two rain gloves so your hands don't slip is really important. Um, and then just taking a little extra time to think about the shots you're going to hit, how it's going to play with the rain and the wind, and just being patient. Um, I think you just have to slow down a little bit more than what you typically do when it's sunny out. Well, let's talk more positive here. Now, you're going you're gonna to finish in the top 20, uh, even though you're done. It looks like they're just finishing the, the last grouping today. It looks like Kaylin Noe is going to win this thing, and I don't want to jinx her, but as long as she finish up uh, on the last ninth hole, uh, she could be under par and would be the only, only golfer to do that in these terrible conditions. But one of the reasons you made it to the final round because of what you did in the first round, right? Tell us about you know the even par 72 on the first round here on Monday. Yeah, I played solid the first round, um, hit a lot of fairways, a lot of greens. I had it to two under at one point uh, late in the round, but then made a couple mistakes coming in on 16 and 18 to ultimately finish it even, um, which I was happy with for the first day. I left a lot of opportunities out there, but overall um, had a solid start to the tournament and then didn't really have my best stuff the last two days, but was obviously happy to make the cut and had the opportunity to play the last day. 
Absolutely. You should feel obviously great about that. So go big picture on us now. I've mentioned it, you know, a hundred times in the half hour we've been on the air. This is the first women's open of Virginia. Give me some overall impressions of that and the importance of getting that started here in the in the Commonwealth of Virginia and you being a Virginia native. Yeah, this is a tournament we're all very excited for. Um, I chair the Women's Competitions Committee um, for the Virginia State Golf Association, and that was the committee that was really involved in getting this tournament off the ground and up and running. So uh, I think it was really exciting to have a marquee event for women in the state of Virginia. Women's golf has grown a lot in the last uh, 10 years especially, and there's always been a men's open. So I think we're really excited to finally get this one off the ground. I think everyone was thrilled about... Uh, just the field we're able to get. I think over 80 players competed this week. Uh, just the energy around the golf course. You could tell this was a special event. You could tell that it was the inaugural year and it was something big. Um, talk a little bit more. You mentioned being on that committee about being part of the planning in addition to playing in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been talking about um, the Virginia Women's Open for a number of years. It seems like three, four, five years it's been in the works. Um, and then COVID set us back a couple years. So uh, the last year and a half, we've been really working hard to put on a great inaugural event that celebrates women's golf from kind of getting into independence on board as an awesome host site uh, to figuring out kind of the format of the event and trying to reach out to different players and promote it through marketing. Um, so there's a ton of work behind the scenes to get here and just thrilled to be able to kind of get this one off the ground and start um, hopefully an event that will last a long time. Lauren, speak a little bit more, and, and we're obviously partial here at ESPN Richmond because we've been a partner with Independence Golf Club uh, for a long, long time. I've done many shows out here and partnered with them on many different uh, golf tournaments and charity golf tournaments and events like this one and the men's side of this as well. And just, you know, what it was like being at Independence, why, why Independence, and kind of the impact of being here in Central Virginia. Yeah, Independence is a great host site, and they've been one, a site that's kind of been very generous and a very big part of the VSGA um, throughout its history. And I know the Men's Open was played there last year, um, and it was a great event. Independence hosted a number of Men's Opens before. So uh, when the team there was open to hosting the event, I think we jumped all over it. Um, it's a great golf course. It's a great test of championship golf. Um, and it's really kind of a central location that's easy for folks to get to around the state. Um, and helps to kind of drive a great field. Um, we're also really excited about it because uh, next year for the USGA Men's mid Amateur Championship, Independence is going to be kind of the co-host site with Kinlock. Um, so if it's, um, it's definitely a championship-caliber location and venue uh, to be able to host a USGA event as well as all the state opens. So, so what do you think is next for your for your event? I mean, I realize you know it's technically even not over yet with with couple finishing up that literally as we speak. But but where does this event kind of go from here to help grow the sport of women's golf in Virginia? Yeah, I think we'd like to make the Virginia Women's Open the marquee women's event in the state of Virginia, similar to how the men's open is um, on that side. Um, so I think. We set a really high bar this year with great participation, great energy. Um, I'm excited to kind of use this as a springboard and hopefully continue to promote the event to top pros and top amateurs, um, not only in the state of Virginia, but also kind of nationwide or at least on the East Coast. I think uh, we'll go back to the drawing board and lock in the dates for next year then start promoting the event to keep um, growing even stronger and more competitive field in the future. 
Really awesome. Really awesome stuff. Great to be in on the ground floor of it. Personally for you, uh, what's next for you from a, a golf perspective this summer? So I have a couple events coming up. Um, I'm trying to qualify for the U.S. Women's Amateur in the middle of July. Uh, I'll play in the VSGA Women's uh, Amateur Championship at Cedar Point in Suffolk, Virginia uh, in July. Um, and then I, in September, I'll play in the USGA Women's Mid-Amateur Championship in Philadelphia, uh, which I won in 2015. That's so always a special event for me. Awesome. That's my hometown. So that's great, Philadelphia is. So I'll be rooting for you to repeat there for, for sure. Um, I, I know on, on the leaderboard it says Lauren Greenlee from Ashburn, Virginia. Is that still home for you? Yep, live in Ashburn, Virginia. I've been from Northern Virginia my whole life. So All right. Virginia and are you? <laughs> Are, you said you're on your way home. Uh, are you headed up like I-95, literally, as we speak, to get home? Yep, I just passed Fredericksburg, and then <laughs> I work in the Midwest. So I'm getting on a plane this evening and heading out that way. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope the traffic is okay. We all know that I-95 can be a log jam, so hopefully you're moving well and safely, Lauren. So far, so good, but don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not jinx it. Let's, let's just end it right there. Lauren, thank you for the time uh, this afternoon. Again, safe travels. Congratulations on what you did in this tournament, both on the course and planning for this event, and we look forward to bigger and better to come down the road. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lauren. Lauren Greenleaf from Ashburn, Virginia. I uh, wasn't going to ask her anything about the commanders, I guess, and their home base being there in Ashburn. And then, wow, she's a busy young lady, isn't she? On a plane to head to the Midwest for her job and then more tournaments during the course of the year. And she was part of the planning committee for this event. So she is fully vested in this thing for sure. And uh, hopefully it comes back bigger and better and stronger, and we would love to be a part of it moving forward. And here at Independence would be, would be a really cool, really cool thing. Um, and I got some really good news here um, about Kaylin No, who is I, I've been following her. That they've, she's just finished the final round, and she was the only golfer to be under par today. And you can imagine what a challenge that is in these conditions today. And I know it was only nine holes, but it must have felt like 18 playing nine. And she went one under today, two under for the tournament, the two full rounds and the nine nine holes today. Two under, the only golfer to finish under par. She wins by four strokes. Skyler Slode, also an amateur out of Keswick, uh, Virginia, finished second. Caitlin Noah is from Rockland, California, all the way here in Virginia, to capture the first Women's Open of Virginia Championship. So congrats to her. And i got to give one other shout-out here. As I was scrolling, and I was actually looking for this name, but as I was scrolling for the names, Tatum Walsh out of Midlothian. Uh, she is a golfer on the James Madison uh, golf team, but she made it to the final round, and she finished in the top 15. She finished tied for 15th, 10 over for the event, 3 over for her 9 holes uh, today. But Tatum is the daughter of David Walsh, the deputy athletic director uh, at the University of Richmond. I can only say that for another 9 or 10 days. I think we've mentioned this on this show before, but David is retiring uh, from his position at Richmond as deputy athletic director. He's been involved with, you know, every aspect of the Spider athletic program and particularly football and men's basketball and marketing and public relations and broadcast. And uh, so he is uh, hanging it up here in the next 10 days or so. I'm sure he was out here today uh, with Tatum fighting the elements. But congrats to her because 
she made it to the final round, uh, to the final cut, and finished in the top 15 at uh, 10 over. So shout out to her and her dad, who is wrapping up his tenure uh, as a deputy athletic director at the University of Richmond. All right, let's get a timeout in here. When we come back, I'm going to get back to some baseball. And I mentioned the local angle of the uh, Royals, one nothing win over the Tigers yesterday. Daniel Lynch, the uh, Freeman product by way of the University of Virginia, seven innings of one-hit shutout baseball. He was interviewed for the Royals Radio Network pregame show today by Steve Stewart, who is the one of the former voices of the Richmond Braves. He followed yours truly uh, in the Richmond Braves broadcast booth back in the day. So a little local flavor when we come back, about a five-minute snippet of Steve talking with Daniel Lynch of the Kansas City Royals. Coming up next as the Sports Auto continues live from the Independence Golf Club on 106.1 ESPN. 